Hey everybody, Mark Herman, aka LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here as always with Jake Circus of the Jake Circus Podcast. And this is the Jungle Talk OTA mini camp recap with, with some other news. It's it's the kind of stuff we have to reach for when we're kind of in this in this void in between. You know, this is a sports void in general because the NHL playoffs are over, the NBA playoffs, you know, championships over and and we're and we're in baseball games but we're like they're not even significant yet. It's a 162 game season. So it's just this thank God we have the Olympics coming up next month. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You know what? I actually did not even know that. I had oh. no the summer the men's summer Olympics 20 20- 20, yeah, I, the, I guess it is 2024. Yes, the Olympics Look at are that. Like the, the end of July. Wow, we got two. Yeah, I, had, I I had no idea. Um, yeah, so no, pretty- no, you're you're right. Um, generally the summer, you know, I I watch baseball every day. I bet on baseball every day. But the summers, the last couple of years at least, is is when I've really you know dialed in my my NFL and college football prep. So you know what what I normally like to do is for the NFL, I'll, I'll go through every team and look at last year and kind of reset take a couple of months off. And I don't, I, you know, this year it was weird, Mark. I didn't really pay attention to the draft that much, which was a little weird for me. So now as I'm going through these teams and seeing that, you know, some position battles and some players that might surprise, I, I see like, Oh, I watched that guy in college. I had no idea he was on that team. So it's kind of refreshing this, 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 this time of year to, you know, get a full glance at these teams rosters and who I think could could surprise and you know stuff like that especially for nfl i do the same thing for college football but not as much in depth because right. football, college football is more random but yeah the nfl this is kind of the time i use to to deep dive into into each team yeah so well before i forget if you don't subscribe please subscribe it's all we ask all you're saying when you hit the button is that you're supporting the channel we're not asking for money or anything else hit the bell get the alerts so you know when we put up the games um or the shows so please just subscribe it's all we ask and hit the thumbs up it helps us out with the analytics at youtube's and jake tell them where they can find all your podcasts because you do some great podcasts yeah well we're in a, we're again we're in the the dog days of summer so no right. jake circus podcasts right now um, but that season, it'll be season three starting, uh, end of July, beginning of August, we'll be previewing college football, NFL, talking all that fun stuff. Um, that's on Spotify. And then I'm going to be posting every episode now on YouTube this upcoming fall. So that'll be good. If you like to see my beautiful face more often. So that'll be on YouTube, Jake circus podcasts, all that stuff. And yeah, look, looking forward to, uh, I've missed it, man. It's even, even getting ready for this podcast, plugging in the microphone and talking some bangles. I'm like, I- I'm, I'm ready for it. You know, yeah, I, no, I, I, a... I, I like the nice weather and stuff, but, but I'm ready to, to get back into the, the 20 hour weekends of watching on the couch and yelling at my bets losing. Well, yeah, actually, well I, I had a good year, but yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? So I, I, you know, baseball, especially this time of year, it's so iffy. So I bet a couple props and lost and I bet, some overs and some teams and lost. And so I'm down last week. And how do you think I came back on the week? NBA draft, Jordan Hawkins under 16 and a half. I I looked all the mocks I saw had him going at, you know, 12, 13, 14. And I said, you know what? I kind of like this bet. And I got Hall just on that. So the only winning bet I had last week was Jordan Hawkins under 16 and a half he went in round 14 so um 
But that's when you know, like as gamblers, where we're reaching for stuff, when we're losing our baseball picks, but we're getting haul on the NBA draft. One of my golf buddies gave me shit on Friday for, for you know, said, so, so the only winning bet was a draft pick on the NBA draft. I said, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, so kind of. I, I, I... I like to bet on golf too. That's fun. Golf, yeah, I didn't win of... my golf bets, but I've got some more place. I've got some place on the open coming up in July. So we do have yeah. the British open coming up. So, you know, the golf season's kind of not winding down. There's a couple of WGCs left and then the playoffs. And obviously the open's always fun, even though it's, it happens at three o'clock in the morning, which is really annoying. Right. But, um, yeah. Why, why can't all four majors be in the U.S.? Like, come on. No, I'm well, well but you yeah. know what? the game was actually invented in Scotland. So it kind of that neat. That's why all the other ones have a specific name, U.S. Open, all that. But the British Open is just called the Open. So because the game was invented there. So um, before we jump in, we would be remiss in not mentioning the Reds. Unbelievable run they're on right now. So I'm yeah. not a Reds fan. I'm a Phillies fan. But obviously, I see a lot of the Reds chatter on Twitter because we've got a lot of, you know, Bengals fans or Reds fans and Ohio. So um, but yeah, an incredible run. I wish I had started betting them. I did the Dodgers last year when they had that 13 game win streak. I jumped in and like game four. I did not do that with the Reds this year. So I didn't get to. Enjoy so it, I didn't. Hopefully some fans did. I didn't, you know, bet them daily. Well, I I pretty much bet them every day at this point. Um, but I did have, I think it was a couple days before Ellie got called up so that they were playing okay, but they were like two or three games back. Maybe it was like three and a half games back. And I saw their division number at 19 to one and I hit it. Uh, so I, I have them at 19 to one right now to win the division. Nice. They're like a game up. And I think they're like three to one to win the division right now. And that was yeah, like, no, 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 that's a great so it has, it's come way down. So that'll be a, a fun sweat the rest of the year. And yeah, like you said, you know, we see all the stuff there basically at this point, my de facto second team because of all the Bengals fans. I know that root for them. Um, and my Yankees are really ugly to watch right now without yeah. Aaron judge. So I've had a great time watching the, the young guns. I just would wish that they're that, that they would trade for a pitcher. I don't think they're going to, um, we'll reliever see. or starter, but, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right, well, let's jump in. We had OTAs, and then we had the mini camps. We'll jump into some other news as well. Um, you know, Collins, we just, you know, we read was going to start on the PUP list. That's not a big surprise. Um, Jonah's going to have to put his feelings aside and just put up some, put up a good year on film. Who knows? Maybe we resign you. If not, you're going to get the contract that you want from another team, and that's all going to start with you, and maybe you get a ring out of the deal. You know, come on, there's nothing but good things in your future. So, you know, Jonah's going to have to, uh, you know, kind of step it up and and uh, and put his cast his ego aside and play football with his id. Yeah, yeah. I, f I feel I feel like that's that that was the sense that I got from his interviews that he did during camp and OTAs. I, I think that he has been able to set aside his feelings for the franchise and been been able to continue with the team and separated that. Cause some guys can't do that. Some right. guys think that the franchise just has, they take it personal, you know, especially right. in the NBA, it's all, it's always personal. Everything's personal, right. which it's, it's, it's obviously not the case, but when some guys do that, they're unable to, to really see the bigger picture and think it's all, look, it is about the business, but when you take what the ownership thinks of you and use that to the way you're playing, that's when you get in trouble. And for Jonah, I think it's been the opposite. I think he's been, reluctant a little bit to maybe fully accept the right tackle but 
we're we're slowly getting into the into that area where the season's starting starting soon, and Jonah's gonna go go balls to the walls. And look, I think it's mutually beneficial for Jonah to play well. It's that's very it's it's as simple as that. Like yeah. Jonah's under contract with the Bengals uh, for one more year. It is mutually beneficial for the Bengals to get a great year at a at, at a position they have not had a good year at in about four or five years. Yeah. Oh, even in um, our Super Bowl year, we were. That was yeah. our. And it's mutually beneficial for Jonah to put good film on tape. He's not going to get paid as much if he's a right tackle, but if he plays well, he can leverage his way into maybe becoming a left tackle for a team that doesn't have one. Right. Exactly. And I think Collins has said all the right things and also kind of told him in, in behind the scenes and in through some tweets that, uh, you know, it's that you need to step up, you you know, and you need to be, play for the team and, and everything's in front of you if you just put up a good year. So yeah, um, look, Collins was Collins was bad last year. Jonah wasn't necessarily bad. Jonah had a pretty good year, but Collins was bad. And then he got hurt at the end of the year. Now, obviously, we would have loved to have Lil Collins in the playoffs. Right. Uh, I think he would have been better than what we actually had. But he he wasn't good last year, and now he's hurt. So deservingly so, the Bengals made that move for Orlando Brown. It just Jonah was in the crossfire having to switch to right tackle, but the Bengals saw the opportunity. And I don't think any fans or anyone on the team necessarily thinks that Jonah should be taking it personally as should Lau. It's, it's was a great move for the franchise to get a big time left tackle. Someone who is a better player than Jonah Williams. And look, I think Jonah has started to realize that obviously Collins has realized that too. And, you know, great opportunity for Jackson Carmen in preseason in the first couple of weeks of the year. Yes. Uh, be ready when his number is called. I hope it, it's not called, please. I hope right. it's not called. Um, and Jonah and Orlando Brown have wonderful, healthy seasons, but that's just, that's kind of the case. But I think the the problems that the Bengals are having, they're better problems than what they were three years ago. Because oh, yeah. now, when you, because when... the problem now is they have to make sure that their good players are okay with moving. Three years ago, it was, why don't we have any good players? Right. That was the problem three years ago. Now it's not the well, case anymore. Look at the names we're talking about in the offensive line room, you know, and the fact that you have Collins and Jonah, and then you have Orlando Brown. I mean, we're not talking about Spain and some of the other people that we had, you know, before. So definitely better, uh, better people in the room. Um, and the interior, one more thing on the O-line, the interior was such an issue for three years. And last year was really good. Volson was an outstanding rookie. He was one of absolutely. our best rookies last year, if not the best uh, from the 2022 class. He was amazing. Uh, and then obviously Karras played almost played. He missed one game. Karras might have played every game. And right. then Kappa fu getting fucking hurt, like for the first time ever and missing the playoffs, which that sucked. Yeah. But yeah. The interior was awesome. That was not an issue at all last year. Um, I think this year that with, with Brown, they'll be able to run the ball to that side more. So yeah. it's, it's, it's all looking up and, yeah, and I think I that's, been, that's been the sense that hey, everyone's gotten in camp nine to one. That's our odds to win the Super Bowl. nine to one. I mean, it just tells you where we're at and where the gamblers think we are going into it. Cause you can hear players and a lot of opposing teams, fan bases, and we can go into the whole, it's weird how Kansas city has now become this enemy in the me social media. I can't, I, we see more posts about Mahomes. Uh, you know, oh, Mahomes was hit by a car, and you know, and then it's a car hitting a trash can. And I'm like, why are we putting this stuff up? Why are we responding? You know, and and the Chiefs guys are doing the same thing. And I just kind of shake my head because, you know, let's do our talking. I'm, I'm a Marvin Hagler guy. He did his talking in the ring. 
He was none of the, he wasn't like some of these boxers that do it at the press conference. He just showed up and did it in the ring. And that's, I'm like, let's just show it on the field. You know, you want to shut them up? You know, let's start the season six and oh, you know, that's how you shut people up. Real simple. So Bengals have a really high win total. You mentioned the nine to one, but 11 and a half is tied for the most. Them and KC, 11 and a half wins. There's not a lot. I'm looking, if we're going back, if we're shifting quickly over to the gambling side, I'm looking at, you know, um, comeback player of the year, stuff like that. I'm kind of looking at those categories, although. Well, I'm, well, comeback player of the year is is going to be one before the season starts. I mean, if Tamar Hamlin just, plays a snap, it's going to be him. on a roster. I know. And it's <laughs> a shame because there's some really nice bets for like Russell Wilson and people like that. That could be, you know, you're looking 10 to one, 12 to yeah. one. Those are nice bets. But with Hamlin. Yeah, it's how it goes, man. I know. I know. It is what it is. Hey, any news? I I keep thinking that the Bengals are going to ask for Mixon to take a pay cut or at least restructure. And we haven't had it yet. So have we heard anything on those lines? Have you read anything about uh, a possible restructuring of Mixon or? No, it 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 doesn't seem like it, but it it does seem like this is going to be it for Mixon. So one last hurrah. But I I think, you know, I'm I, I think that if they. They, they kind of told us like exactly how they view the running back room because P. Ryan was out and they replaced him with a, a young gun, Chase Brown, who's going to be able yes. to protect Burrow. Um, I, I am really interested to see the run that he gets in the preseason in August. That'll tell us a lot because they still have Chris Evans, who's going to be probably a gimmicky guy, special right. teams, but he'll get – if it's already year three of Chris Evans, so he needs – he like it's – Coming up, I mean, he's, he's halfway through his rookie contract. He hasn't really shown anything. But uh, with with Perrine gone, our Pirine gone, uh, Evans will probably get some more run. And Brown and Mixon, for f- people who play fantasy, I wouldn't obviously t- touch Mixon. He was so bad last year. It, it might be like, do you remember, Mark, when Jeremy Hill was a rookie? And it was him and Geo, or no, it was it was uh, Ben Jarvis. It was Ben Jarvis and Jeremy right, Hill, firm, and Jeremy right? Hill, yeah, yeah. and Jeremy Hill, and Geo was still there, but he was more of like a third down guy, right? And then Jeremy Hill, wait, no, it was Hill. Sorry, when Mixon was young, my bad. Sorry, when when Mixon was young and Hill was trending downwards because Hill was a starter for a couple of years. Um, it was Hill and Mixon, and Mixon was so good. But, Every time they gave him a series, he was really good, and he started scoring touchdowns as a rookie, and the next year was his job. So that's that's probably what's going to happen with Chase Brown. It's right. the same cycle. Mixon's now older. He's a lot slower. He can't stay on the field for three downs anymore. Uh, Chase Brown needs to earn the, his runs and his drives, and when he does, it's going to be his job to take. And, yeah. and you know, he's the perfect guy for that. He's experienced okay. and checks all the boxes. Yeah, I uh, I was golfing at Pelican. I went on vacation a couple of weeks ago. Those you Pelican Hill, know, great Pelican course. Pelican Hill. Oh, I played the I've North played course. Um, yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with Southern California, if you want to know where Pelican Hill is, you go towards Newport Beach and just follow the smell of money because that's where Pelican Hill is. Um, I great course. That green fee is five hundred dollars to play, but uh, we got a deal three hundred. But the bottom line was, is one of the guys that got added to our twosome is the head of analytics. I'm not going to mention the football team, but he's the head of their analytics department. I looked him up on the front office. He came from that team's scouting department. Okay, great guy. You got to, so now you got to imagine, I'm a Pelican and I'm golfing with the head of analytics for an NFL team. And we were talking and we've started discussing Chase Brown. 
and we both felt and we were talking because he's from scouting you know he's got a deep understanding of some of these deep picks and he thought we both agreed that chase brown could have a breakout year this could be a huge year for him that this is a great yeah. landing spot for him and the talent levels there and it was a big topic of discussion like i said this is another afc team so so he's very familiar with us and um it was just funny that uh what a perfect person to get added to my group right at pelican there you go so it was pelican's a, great... pelican's a fun course I, oh. I i played it a couple years ago it was fun beautiful oh yeah like i said head towards newport just follow the smell of money you'll wind up at pelican so um the uh so that's the mix and pay cut let's talk about, now the burrow contract he did a presser last week and they asked him and he said all the right things hey everything i want to say is already out there and all this but i really really get the vibe that he has the brady mindset that he's thinking about we need to leave some money for T or at least have to leave money for Chase to be able to be signed next year. I mean, he's thinking globally and not about him squeezing the Bengals for an extra $5 million a year. So I I just kind of got that vibe from it. And maybe I'm just being the, the, uh, the ultimate optimist, but that's kind of the vibe I've gotten from Burrow from the beginning is that it's going to be, it's going to be a deal. It's going to be a ton of money. Like I said, we're getting to the FU money department. When you talk about 40, 45, 50 million a year. I mean, do, does your lifestyle really change if you make 44 instead of 48? I mean, it's just, and I think he's more of the Brady mindset. Brady was never one of the highest paid quarterbacks. He was always in the top 10, but he, I don't even think he was ever in the top five, but he always had Gronk. He always had Edelman, you know, he made sure the people around him got paid. So they were there. And I think Burroughs in that mindset. So this whole, this whole process, I I've been trying really hard to keep a glass half empty perspective because I just, I, I will refuse to believe that. Um, and I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but it's just really hard for me to not believe that he's going to get 50 million a year because that's what Herbert's going to get. And that's what Hertz pretty much got. So it's the market is just ridiculous with quarterbacks right now. Now, if you're worried about nothing happening yet, please don't be. Here are some dates that I wrote down of yes. quarterback or not not just quarterback. Mahomes was July 2020. Josh Allen was August 2021. Okay. Now, if we're talking Bengals, Andy Dalton's first contract extension was August 2014. Okay. AJ Green, AJ Green's first contract extension was September of 2015. Okay. Remember Tyler Tyler Boyd signed that extension as a, as a second round pick. He was July in 2019, and then Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins both signed their extensions in September of 2018. So we are in June. We you know Herbert hasn't signed yet. We don't we don't need to worry. Um. I think that everything's being done behind the scenes as that's how it should be. Probably yes. the same thing with Herbert. So again, I'm leaning to the glass half empty perspective because I think it's going to be a shit ton of money. And I, I just refuse to believe he's not going to get 50 million a year in some capacity. Oh, right. But, and, and, and hopefully the Bengals are smart with it and backload it, but right. maybe they won't. And we're going to, you know, well, we'll I, and I tell you, I still think that, Katie Blackburn comes up with something creative. I think because like with Orlando Brown, we paid him ultimately less than Kansas City was offering, but he yeah. want these players want to be able to say, "Hey, I was the first to get X." So Orlando Brown was able to say, "I got the largest signing bonus ever given to an offensive lineman." He was able to say that, even though it was overall less money, whatever. I think we're going to, so I think they're going to do something creative. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm thinking 
a percentage of the salary cap. Burrow will Burrow's increases will be tied to where he's always a percentage of the salary cap. And I think that will be kind of a revolutionary contract. And he can say, Hey, I'm the first person who got that. Anybody down the road who has this provision also, you can thank me because I'm the one who got that. Th that's kind of where these, that's what I meant about these players with the money. It's so getting so big that if you want to have, you want to be able to boast and puff out your chest and say, Hey, I got this. I kind of think, and I think that's where kind of we're headed. I'm thinking something along those lines, something different that we haven't seen before. That's just, and I have no evidence to prove it. And there's been no reporting of it, but I just think that's kind of where we're going here. I think that's where we're headed because I saw it with the Orlando Brown deal. You know, you, they gave him what less money, but they gave him what he wanted to be able to say, hi, I was the first to get this. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Orlando Brown contract, they finally did what every other team does. So yeah. finally, they, you know, they 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 increased the signing bonus and the guaranteed money up front and that naturally lowered the cap hits. So it's a really easy thing to do to manipulate how the contract structures work. But with when you're talking, you know, six, seven-year contracts with numbers as large as 40, 45, 50 million, it gets a little trickier. The Mahomes contract is going to be known in 10 years as just the greatest steal in the history of well, anything. It already is. He's already <laughs> yeah. a bargain. They're already talking about how are they going to have to restructure this to keep him happy because that right. deal is already yeah. under market. Yeah. And we're Look, only a few it years was into perfect. it. It was perfect for him initially because he got a shit ton of money up front. Right. And he like it led him to buying like the ro or st stock in the Royals and the whatever their soccer team is. And it, you know, it keeps his wife happy and they've had like a million kids since I feel like, but right. you know, we don't need to get into that, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the biggest bargain, most brilliant thing that um, the, uh, the Hunt family, family did. And yeah, yeah it's absurd. And yeah. I don't look, I don't know if that's what the Bengals necessarily need to do with Joe Burrow is sign him to a 10 year contract extension. But there's the, something, something they're going to have to do something. I mean, the, yeah. the, the Eagles were the, even the Eagles were really smart with Jalen Hurts. He's not making anything for the first two years of that. Right. No, they'll listen. A, like, yeah. And I do think that that the, this contract has has Chase in mind for next year. It has to. Because we have to do the same thing. Yeah, now. if there's and these two guys want to play together, and we want to keep them together, and so you know, just like Gronk was was there for yeah. Brady, I think you're going to have Chase and Burrow tied together. You know, their whole career. So yeah, no, that's that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, they're going to stay together. Uh, the the, you know, they're they're going to keep this duo together, Burrow and Chase. It's just a matter of how much it's going to cost and how much it's going to affect other positions on the roster. There's no doubt in my mind that Joe Burrow is a Bengal for life and Jamar Chase is a is a Bengal for as long as AJ Green was a Bengal, if not longer. Right. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So um, T Higgins, we were talking before we started recording, and I, I think you, you were saying that you thought he was going to be, I thought we might try to work him in after the Burrow contract, but you think he's just going to get franchised this year. So. Yeah, I, I just think T... The timing is all messed up, but I think that they're going to use the franchise tag as like a de facto fifth year option because he was selected with the first overall pick in the second round. Second round so yeah. they don't so they don't have that fifth year option on him so that the tag um, I forget what it is for receivers. I also forget what the fifth year option is for receivers or it's the same. It's just first. It's going to be a big number because you have a yeah. number. You have some really big receiver numbers. I mean, yeah. Taking the average so, of a 
of the, the contract is going to be a big number. Yeah, the tag is based on I think it's the top five highest yeah. paid players at the position. Some weighted formula they formula that they use. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be bigger than the fifth year option, but they, it's better than having to trade him. Uh, so it's still going to be cheaper than what he's going to get as a free agent or what he when he eventually signs the contract. That's something they can look forward to next year. And when we have the discussion, oh, Cheeto's gone. Oh, DJ's gone. I'm trying not to think about that because we have one more year with them, especially DJ. Like right. DJ's going to walk. He's gone. They're not going to they're not going to resign him. The Bengals don't do that. He's going to be 30, 29, 30. That's right. really old for a big boy nose tackle. So they'll have to fill that position. That'll be fun because the Bengals have done super well filling the position of nose tackles over the last five he, seasons. He was arguably one of our best signings over the last five years. I mean, oh, he's he's sick. been the best. He's he's been the best outside free agent signing in the history of the franchise. Well, I I put Henderson up there too. Trey's and Henderson was really good. Uh, we yep. listen, but we've killed it in the free agent market and the draft, which is why which is fuck. why we're nine to one to win the Super Bowl. So I'm not complaining, yeah. but I'm just saying, you know, we'll have to see. And I don't know, maybe some of these guys take a little less to stick around. We'll just have to see where they are. So, yeah. Oh, it's well, it it's like it's hard because I really hope DJ has a big year because we need him to have a big year. Um, And when he's been hurt, our team defense up front has declined. Oh, yeah. Obviously. It affects the whole it affects the whole. Defensive so, line. so like, here's so. me saying, I hope he has a great year, which will lead him to probably getting a three year contract extension at 30 years old, which is something the Bengals will probably elect to not do. But back to T, I think they're going to tag T. And if I had to guess, I think Burrow gets extended sometime between July and August. And then I think that they that they figure out Logan Wilson and get that done. Yeah, because that number because that number is not going to be out otherworldly. I mean, he's an on ball linebacker. 13 14 something like that's just guessing i haven't really looked at the contracts in a while um i know that the bears signed who edmonds they got him for big money but that's still a free agent so if you extending you're gonna get a little bit of a better deal um so yeah right. if they can figure something out with logan wilson that's probably probably what i think they're gonna do uh and they're gonna wait for t uh, and who knows, you know, maybe they'll, when they tag him next year, they'll, 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 they won't even tag him and they'll already have a contract in mind. But remember once the season starts, can't like actively extend players. It's no, upon. that's it. Yeah. And matter oh, yeah. of fact, if you franchise tag, the deadline's coming up to, uh, to do a contract. So, right. um, and then the last thing I had, there was a, um, you know, there was an article that was a couple of them out there. You can look on my Twitter feed, but on the Blackburn sisters, it was a really good article talking about the two grandchildren of Mike Brown that uh, or Katie's kids that uh, really have changed the social media aspect of it. You know, Elizabeth and uh, trying to remember the other sister's name, uh, Elizabeth and Caroline. And and so all the change in social media, the uh, the pushes for our players, all that kind of stuff. I mean, really, you can run it all back to you know, the changing the guard where Katie and Troy took over and delegated this. And, and you got a younger generation that took on because our social media was horrible for years. It was just horrible. We didn't promote our own players. We didn't do it. And that's why, you know, we're finally getting Ken Riley in the hall this year, but this, that should have happened. You know, that should have happened in while Ken Riley was alive. I said it for, you know, going back when I was on the Northerners channel, I said, why is Ken Riley? Everybody, everybody, five people below him were in the hall on lifetime interceptions. And and he was still not being recognized. So um, 
but a really good article. So give it a read if you get a chance. I think Local 12 put it up. Um, but I have it. If you scroll through my Twitter feed, I tweeted it out, um, you know, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. So go ahead. No, yeah. so, sorry. I'm just the, the family tree is so complicated. I always forget it. So wait, so Katie and Troy Blackburn, that's Mike's son Mike, or Mike, sorry, Mike's daughter no, no, Mike and son Brown's daughter is Katie. Right. And, married, and Troy married Troy. Married Blackburn. Troy. And these two are, are their kids. And Elizabeth is their kid. Right, right. There, there we go. The grandchildren we go. of Mike Brown. So there we go. But you could see, you could see the difference. When Zach was hired, you could see the changing of the guard and how we did everything. You saw the change in how we attacked free agency, the change in contracts, the things like that. All this had to do with Mike Brown let, letting go of the reins and giving it to people that were more it's not stuck so much in 30-year-old thinking. You know, well, it's the most interesting part is like the rest of the NFL universe doesn't know. So the Bengals are still connotated with being the cheap old bastards that they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. But that's not the case anymore. But the, it's funny because as like mainstream as they have become, it's been because of the play on the field. And when we talk about the business side of things, it's still, oh, the Bengals are so fun on the field, but they still are held back by their 90 million year old owner. And but in reality, that's that's not the case. No, so that, it's, changed, it's funny. that changed years ago. And that's why the that's why the play on the field changed. It was because the play behind right. the changed. The, the mainstream coaches changed the, 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 the latitude they gave Zach, all that stuff. So like I said, it all, but we don't get covered. We, the reason why we have a show and why, you know, Bengal Jim has a show and why Ace Boogie has a show and all that is because we don't get coverage in the, if you're not the Cowboys, the Steelers, you know, the, the Packers, the, the Jets, if you're not one of those teams, you know, you, we don't get that kind of coverage. Well, look, you know me. I don't. I don't watch any na national media. I I cut all that out. I don't watch anything. Of, I don't even watch NFL Network to be honest. I, yeah. There's a couple of podcasts I listen to, and the rest is just me doing my stuff. But you know, it's 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 so funny because oh, look, the, the the mainstream media will talk about all these free agent moves, and they're like, "Well, where did this come from? The Bengals haven't done this ever. Did their 90 year old owner suddenly change his way of thinking? How did this happen? No, yeah. it's that's not no. He, like Mike Brown did not just suddenly. He got old. So that's he's, it's yeah, the yeah. cycle. Of, it's the cycle of life. He got old, so he, he doesn't got, want to he do got it old anymore. And he handed the reins off to people who were better at doing it. And it kind of and, and look, team. Mike Mike Brown's still getting those. He's still getting that money. It's still coming in. It's oh just, yeah. No, listen. You know, so he's Family he's happy. Team. He's I I bet he's happy. Okay. The last riding around, riding around on his golf cart during he's still he can still do that. You know, he, he, he oh, yeah, yeah. you'll still see cart. him on his cart and you'll still see him up yeah. in his box with this, you know, slouched down with his hat and look, looking like, uh, like his wife dressed him. Um, you still get all that. Was there any, we could save position battles and stuff for our next show when we actually open camp and all that. Um, I just wanted to get the Chase Brown out there. I mean, we have the Michigan punter, I, I hear good things about. Um, the Bengals were asking for a nickname for the guy who was kicking him so far, but we'll save that for our next show. Um, the the last two things I wanted to talk about was number one, I wanted to talk about the USFL playoff game with the sky judge. And I wish the NFL would consider embracing something like this. So we had a USFL playoff game where a go ahead touchdown was scored late in the game. 
and there was a face mask penalty. And the USFL has a sky judge that can negate a penalty. It's open for review. And Mike Pereira is the sky judge of this game. And he looked and there was no touching of the face mask and he negated it. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is they were going to, this go ahead touchdown would have altered the outcome of a playoff game. Now I know it's just the USFL, but look at this. It's like actually putting this stuff into application. We can see how it's being done. Let's call them the minor leagues. Let's look at the USFL and the XFL as the minor leagues of, of the NFL. Um, I just wish the NFL would embrace something like this for some of these critically blown calls. I mean, we were all forced as fans to sit and watch a New England Rams Super Bowl that should have been a Breeze Brady Super Bowl. That would have been epic. It would have Breeze would have gotten to another Super Bowl, would have changed his career, would have changed Sean Payton's legacy. And instead, we had this unwatchable Super Bowl of a team that didn't belong there. That it just didn't belong there. We need to figure out a way to correct things like this because they immediately negated the penalty, counted the touchdown, and the right team won the game. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Food for thought. Throw down your comments. Say, Mark, you're crazy. Mark, I disagree. Whatever. But that was my take from that was like, NFL, why can't we do something like this? That's all. Uh, I, I hate how every time we talk about like changing rules – we, we, we go to the P.I. call in the 2018 and ugh. well, I just because that you was know, if we all the, sat the Saints, the game, we shouldn't have had. To I know. And I don't and I don't want to get into this, but there are a million ways the Saints could have won that game and started with Drew Brees one uh, not throwing an interception in overtime to the Saints leading the entire game up until the final moment when they lost and they didn't win uh, up until the Rams, you know, needing to travel 2000 miles to go to the. Their heads, the Rams headsets weren't even working for half the game in that. Like, there's no, the Saints choked in okay. that game. But uh, yes, okay, that but... was a very bad call. We don't need to get into that. But yes, you are right. Uh, I, you know, every time we talk about rules, it's like, well, that's never going to happen. But now in baseball, we have pitch clocks and it's like robot umps are on their way, I, I guess. Great. Um, like, I, I, I love, I, I like. We have the yeah. pitch clock because the games took too long and and Major League Baseball was losing viewership. Their fan base was shrinking. And that's what the owners listened to is this. So as soon as we have one of these blown calls that literally and you piss off fans, I mean, well, like I said, well, we all have to sit and watch a matchup in a Super Bowl that we shouldn't be watching. That's all yeah. I hold like, just... I still bet the game. I still won money on the game, except I didn't win the over because it was such a snoozer game. But I, I still watched it. But the whole time I was thinking, why aren't we seeing Breeze Brady? Why am I seeing Goff and the Rams playing this? I just game told I just told you why to... we didn't see I just told you why we didn't see Breeze Brady. I know, Drew Breeze I'm... threw a pick in overtime. I know. I got you. So the um and then I have one also, more. also, also, by the way, in that game, in the fourth quarter, the refs missed a completely blatant face mask on New Orleans that ended the Rams drive and they should have gotten a first down. So it, okay. it was balanced out. All right. All right. The last thing I want to tell people is we're talking about all these things because there's no news, but that's a good thing. I mean, we have this New England receiver that packed two handguns in his carry-on. They were loaded, and he's trying to say, you know, a lot of people, his attorney's saying, a lot of people forget that they have loaded guns with them. No, they don't. You know, the fact that we don't have headlines, that we don't have news like that, this is a good time to not be in the news. Unless it's a yeah. contract extension. I don't want to read about Bengal players laid out late in bars. I don't want to read about any of that well, stuff. So not 
not being in the news is a good thing. We had a little scare with Mixon. I don't even know what happened there. There's been a couple. He wasn't of home. He was. I guess he wasn't. He but wasn't. it was. Hey, you know, we 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 don't need to get into all the legal stuff. But you know, you're right, and that's only until the next player gets banned for gambling. So. Yes. Well, and notice they were not. Were they Bengals that were gambling? Or not banned by suspended? Well, yeah. No. Hey, if he had bet on his team, then it's a ban for life. But you have the the players that I, I don't understand. And that was the other thing. I talked about that with the guy in analytics that I golfed with. And he said to me, here's was his take exactly. He can't bet on anything. It's not just football. He can't bet on anything or he loses his job. And he's very replaceable because he's a front office person, even though he's a head of a department. He said, I can't bet. I, he said, I can't, really can't combat too much, but I'm going to tell you this. I can't bet on anything or I lose my job. So I don't gamble at all. If you have the privilege of playing in the NFL, we should have it across the board. You just can't bet, period. You can bet. You could be Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, who are known big time gamblers, Um you know, right now, you can do that after you retire. You can go to the casinos. You can blow all the money you want. You can be on every sports app there is the game world. But do it after you have after you have finished your benefit of being a professional player in the NFL. So just what another once again, you can say, Mark, you're crazy or you can, uh, you know, put your comments down there. Let me know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. So. But you brought or, up you know, gambling. I didn't even have that on my sheet. Okay. The player's gambling was a complete audible. Or if like, if you're an NFL player, just, you know, don't use the mainstream apps that have been invented in the last five years. Use the sites that have been around for 50 years that I guarantee you athletes 20 years ago were using and never got caught. Yeah. That's because the server you know. was in Costa Rica or the person running yeah. it. Yeah. Not you, you know, States. if you want to get, if you want to get your money from, jamaica or china you can do it that way that's how people gambled 30 years ago when they weren't in vegas i yeah. promise you gambling's been around for longer than five years even though a lot of people don't really know that because these app these apps that let you parlay 45 things yes were just invented uh four years ago four years ago if you want to i'm gonna throw this out there just as a as a tidbit there was a great movie with justin timberlake and ben affleck called runner and he was a Wall Street guy. Justin Timberlake was a Wall Street guy who went to go work for this guy who ran his operation. I think it was in Costa Rica. And it was on a crew, you know, a ship off the shore in Costa Rica, all this stuff. But it, if you want to know what the behind the scenes of the gambling outside the United States, how it was run prior to all these apps, watch that movie. I guarantee you it's on Prime or Netflix. Justin Timberlake, Ben Affleck, Runner. Great film. So that's going to be, that's what, it's that's called be my final runner, tip. two runners, runner, 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 runner. Is that what it is? Oh, you looked it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, like I said, very interesting movie just on get, how the workings of it was behind the scenes and how they ran the numbers and all that. And this was a wall street guy and he took his Harvard or whatever. He was some Ivy league kid on wall street, but he was good with stats and numbers. And, and he took it into the gambling arena to go work for this guy. So interesting movie, check it out. Um, throw that down there, Mark. That was a terrible movie. You owe me two hours of my life back. Or Mark, thanks for thanks for keying me into that. That was really interesting. So, um, I'll I'll send you a text tonight after I watch it. Okay, good. All right. What platform is it on? Help the people out. Tell them what they can see it on. I don't know. I know you can see it on Prime and pay for it, but it might be on. I, 
I don't know. I'm probably just going to legally stream it. So right, I'll, you, I'll let you hey, know. Hey, whatever you got to do, I, you know, so, um, so that's it. You got to remind them where they can find all your stuff. Oh yeah. I didn't tell them to follow me on Twitter. Cause I've been losing followers recently. Cause I have been tweeting Bengal stuff, I guess. Oh, Ooh. you got, yeah. Uh, Tweet red stuff. You'll get more. Oh, there we go. I, I actually <laughs> tweeted some red stuff earlier. Well, cause I'm like rooting for them now because of my bet. Yeah, uh, well, there you I, go. Yeah. So, so well, we'll be talking. Uh, yeah, follow, follow me on Twitter at, at Jake Circus. That's where all of my N- good NFL and college football stuff will be. Um, and then Spotify, Jake Circus Podcast, and then YouTube, Jake Circus Podcast. There you go. And I will. He is on, on my tweets. It's always my pinned tweet is the current episode. And Jake's link to his Twitter account is always there. So if you're one of my Twitter followers, you want to find him very quickly, just go to my profile, look at the top pinned tweet. And hit Jake's link. So there you have it. As once again, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all I ask. You're just saying that you're supporting the channel. Hit that thumbs up and help us out. We'll be back in a few weeks with some camp when once camps open and everything. I want everybody to have a happy and healthy Fourth of July. And, and Joe uh, Burrow, please don't have your appendix taking out again. No, no, no appendix out. No more. And uh, and hopefully, you know, like I said, the next time we meet, we're talking. We've got a contract extension, or we're close. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we said that the last four episodes, though. Well, you we know, not... we keep waiting. We knew it was going to be a post June one. We're not even a month off of that number. And now you've just told me that it, it could be August or September. So just hang in there, guys. Burrow saying all the right things. He's going to be a Bengal for life. Relax. It's going to get done. Let He's Katie, ours. Let Katie work her magic. So, all right, everybody. I'm going to say who to everybody. Take care.